last night we let the liquor talk I can't remember everything we said but we said it all Hello everyone and welcome back to I Don't Get It, the pop culture good of my long cast. Returning, this podcast features the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons staring at the prospect of entertainment relevance. Get, getting to be late 40s here, my friend. It's creeping air north. It's cr- this summer. Get ready. Official slide this to summer. half a century. Get ready. This summer. <laughs> two guys with minds of 12-year-olds. Expanding prostates and shrinking hairlines. <sighs> Jesus. Have you had a colonoscopy yet, Bill? Uh, no, they don't cover them here until the age, Are you of, serious? The age of 55. Yeah, for so real. So keep that in mind, folks. You think you're going to move to the Netherlands for better health care? Nope. Stay well, in the U.S. where the best healthcare system in the world, where they'll stick a camera up your ass. How about this? And, uh, they not charge you they are much. offering like uh, literally the, the the mammography program here. They start you when you're like seven years old. Like they're on top. They of start that. your mammography when you have no breasts. I'm kidding okay. about that. I'm exaggerating. Okay. But the, the colonoscopy thing is 55. That's really that's their. Wow, you're supposed to start getting it at 45, my friend. Yes, I got one, and boy, what an ex- what what a what a good time was had and by. Boy, it. are your arms tired. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I just got a colonoscopy, and boy, are my arms tired. That, you didn't do it right. So, <laughs> I am Bill Scurry. I'm the founder and proprietor of something called American Caesar Enterprises, which, as everybody knows, is the Earth-born arm of a massive interstellar invasion force, which has been planning <laughs> on a takeover of the planet for over 300 years through infiltration and destabilization to make it easier for a force of pan-galactic travelers to lay claim to the world with little or no resistance. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You are a member of the Earth-born arm of this. Yes, a contingent. So infiltration. You're, infiltration. So yeah. you're a plant. You're a spy. You're yeah. a mole. Yeah. So so are you... You are actually an Earthling that they recruited, or you're one of them who's been living among the Earthlings and pretending you're an Earthling? Oh, that's interesting. I guess if Earth-born can mean two things here. Born, born on the Earth, or Earth-born, you know, held being on the Earth. So which is it, Bill? Well, I, I meant it more as being on the Earth. It is, it is the, you know, this is a two-pronged okay. pronged invasion. There's the deep, deep space right. is happening. That's the, you know, but we are the ground, the ground crew. We the, uh, the, right. you know, the panoply doing the work on the ground. So, so you've been, you are from the heavens, but you have been living among us as one of us continually for three hundred years. Yes. You, we just said you're almost fifty, and now you're saying three hundred years. Well, Bill Scurry's almost fifty, but you know the the, the entity. Oh, the, the 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 force. I see. Yes. Yeah. And were you recruited? At, so your parents were aliens, or you were recruited? Well, no, we already said you were born in the heavens. Yes. I have the, okay. I have we have the shape and look of, of people, but we are clearly not among you. No matter how much time we spend here, my okay. my loyalty will always will always be with those right. those who live. Three hundred years. Why is it taking you so long? Uh, well, because we it, you need you need to soften people up with with uh, inf- what is it this 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 disinformation is effect an effective technique. It's an effective technique. It's an ace. It's a friggin' ace. Okay, so you guys started in the early 1700s. Yes, yes. Okay, it's taking you long. You guys need to get to it. No, I mean, we're, are, you, we're, are you are you reaching the end of the tunnel here? What's going on? Um, I well, I, if you look around, I think that you can probably tell we're doing a good job. <laughs> Okay, so when when all this shit comes down, you're going to be what among the ruling class? Is that uh, it? Yeah, you know the thing is, I or are you or are you dying for the glory of the emperor? They haven't and, really told um, me if I'm something like a drone, you know, like it, it's a sort okay. of like you know a, a vessel that's used almost like one of those right. Boston Dynamic robots, that kind of thing. Right. You know? Yeah. And and what's going to happen to me? 
Oh well, uh, you know, I haven't we, have, we haven't gotten down to the specific nitty gritty nail downs yet, right? In terms right. of what happens okay. to those, you know, there are protected scrolls. Whether your names are in them or not is a different story. Well, I, that's okay. it's pending. It's pending. So you're. you're 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 giving away the whole thing now. You of course, good thing no one listens to our yeah, podcast. It's just, so it's, your person, secret is safe. It's just yeah. it's you and Amanda Swavey, the only two people who are gonna. <laughs> no, that's not true. Who listens? Uh, Mary Reeves is listening. Reeves, Aaron yeah. Grunfeld. Not on, not on the list. Not on the list. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, uh, Rob McCarthy. A bunch of people. Not hello, on the everyone. List. Yeah, hello. Uh, my name is Noah Tarno. I am proud America-born human being. Uh, founder in, and in quotes, quiz human being. I'm trying, dude. I'm trying. Uh, I'm the founder and the senior quiz master of the Big Quiz Thing, trivia game show spectacular. It's, it was great. We skipped a week because I was in the hometown of the BQT, the city where you and I met, New York, New York. City so nice, they named it twice. And uh, I did. This was interesting. In a two week period, I did a second bar mitzvah, a quiz at a second bar mitzvah. I mean, I had the new the new trend of having a second bar mitzvah at age 83. And then just yesterday, I did a quiz at a wedding of people who are a lot younger than 83. Did you do a second so, uh, a second bris? Second bris. No, we did not do this. With, what, they cut off more? It doesn't grow back, Bill. Hey, look, I'm not... It's, if it's grown back on you, something, something, someone did something wrong. I don't something. know. Look, I don't know how you humans do these things. I'm just a visitor. I know, exactly. Being, you know? That's right. You're not a human being. Your foreskin operates according to different rules. Anyway, we're not here to talk about alien invasions. We're not here to talk about Jewish occasions. It rhymed. We are here to talk about something new, something hot, something's happening. And this is a pretty obvious choice this week. I, had you heard of this guy before, Bill? Yeah, yeah, sure. I heard of him when the SNL stuff blew up. Uh, the, the mini scandal, right. So we're talking about the, I think by far, hottest country music artist of the moment. Uh, currently has the number one single, not just in the country charts, but America-wide. A song called Last Night, not a cover of... The that's, song that's, by the Barkays in the 60s. I they not a cover strokes. of the, yeah. the Strokes, yeah. right? Uh, uh, not a cover of the Traveling Wilbury song. Probably a lot of songs called Last Night. Uh-huh. Yeah. A huge star. By the way, the, young... his song is also number one on my planet, too. That's how big it is. Yes, number, that's how big it is. Yeah. There's no place in the galaxy. Spanning the, inter, the intergalactic cosmos space. Last space. night, uh, a young man, I believe he is 29 years old. His name is Morgan Wallen. He was born... The very end of our, when we were in high school, right it's about true. when we graduated almost, high school. Almost to this shit? day. Yeah, we were taking our pictures oh with the slate uh, at, at, at high school. By the way, oh, um, while I, I was just, I kept looking at the name over and over again. In Dutch, by the way, you can fudge this. In Dutch, his name means, his name means tomorrow, the red light district. Come on, really? Yeah, yeah. Mor- Morgan means tomorrow. Well, I, Morgan with an E, it's Morgen is Dutch means tomorrow or in the morning. And then in Wallen is actually the name of the district that the red light district is. And what, what interesting, what that means. I mean, I'm not going to very quickly. Um, there is a church in the uh, red light district, which was a Wallonian, you know, those are sort of ah, Belgian, Belgian, right, French right, Catholics. Right. And so right. it's called, it was called the Wallen because the church was nearby. And so now the area is just called yeah. Devala. If you're from here, you I don't, mean, you don't call it the red light district. You call it Devala. I mean, it's possible, you know, you go back, his ancestors were Walloon or whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Although that's, a, see, it's ridiculous because that's a, we determined that's a stage name, right? His real name is what? Uh, oh, Moisha yeah. Walensky, right? <laughs> Moisha yeah. Walensky. Yeah, we, we, Moisha we, we determined it with the exactictitude. We did, we found it out. <laughs> right. That's true, yeah. Right. He's, 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 a, he's a, a second cousin of mine. His ancestors come from uh, <laughs> the same, Poland. No, the same it's, uh, 
Morgan Cole Wallen from Tennessee, born 1993. Give us the basics, Bill. Okay, the very basics. I actually have a lot written about the guy because it's a lot of basics. Okay, the, the more than basics. Yeah, it's funny. I, I was just thinking about maybe when we talked about Beyonce's renaissance was like, uh, actually, yeah, even SCA, Cesar was another, you know, we, we are hitting the iron while it's hot with these people. So Morgan Wallen, born May 13 of 93, is an American country singer, songwriter, uh, originally hailing from Sneedville, Tennessee. Sneed, what a name. Uh, well, that's what they call it. They, they ran a name in Tennessee. What are you going to do? The, the Wasps and the Protestants. That's all they could name there. They're... So his uh, father worked. His father, Tommy, was a church pastor. Mother worked as a teacher. Uh, in, his, in his teens, he, grew, he, he they moved to Knoxville, Tennessee. That's where he kind of uh, completed his growing up. He went to a place called Gibbs High School. He was a pitcher and the shortstop of the baseball team. All-American kid that he is. Uh, wanted to play ball in school, but he tore a, uh, a ligament. And as many people do, instead, he went into a backup study. And he took piano and violin lessons because his parents were trying to give him a musical inclination. So, um, you know, he also was exposed to a lot of different um, uh, themes of music along the way. So he grew up with Nickelback as well as Lil Wayne. A lot of garbage, but at least different garbage. Yeah, as no. I would... the, thing I, the thing I saw said he, he was into Breaking Benjamin and Nickelback. Wait, what's Breaking is... Benjamin? I don't even know that. They're a band like that, you know, kind of, I don't know if people call them emo, but very kind of you know, dumb guy, passionate guitar rock. Well, this I is mean, like when I don't know. People get on Nickelback as the worst band ever, but like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a fan, but like, who gives a shit? This They're is like harmless, when Garth, Garth Brooks was citing like Kiss as one of his references. And I totally believe that. Like Garth Brooks, he, you know, these, it's cross-disciplinary. Yeah. Wow. Know? If you, if you thought the Kiss army was annoying, imagine the Breaking Benjamin army. Yeah. So, um, Morgan Wallen characterized his early adulthood as being adrift. He worked in a couple of odd jobs, i.e., landscaping after high school. Early adulthood? He's still a, it's twenty nine. <laughs> yeah, back when he back when he anyway, was an adult. I, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, when he was eight, nineteen. Apparently, uh, the, the baseball thing falling through was a real real tough um, tough tough knock for the guy, and so instead he decided to put uh, his uh, attention back into music. Uh, he wanted to learn guitar, which he did not know how to play. And it's amazing we're talking about a guy who's got like the hot song right now and only taught himself guitar probably in the last decade or so. Who knows? Um, country music, though, turned out, I'm sure because his Knoxville heritage and all the shit around him, that is where his uh, the spinner. Uh, right. He was a contestant on The Voice yeah. where he presented himself more as like an, you know, a guitar rock. Goatee yeah, guy. Right, right. I mean, you know, yeah. he was just, he was trying to go through the night. It was much more of a grunge accented thing. Yeah, that was in 2014. Um, he was on The Voice. Uh, I don't really know the format of The Voice. So all I know it's a reality show, not quite American Idol, but more team based, et cetera, et cetera. And it's what, Adam Levine, the judges are Adam Levine. Or were at the time. Yeah, Christina Aguilera. CeeLo Green was a judge for a while. Yeah, before. Christina Aguilera. I'd never watched that show. No. Um, so, you know, like some of the people, he managed to get a debut EP in 2015, as some people on uh, reality TV shows uh, tend to get, you know, that they, they, there's a little bit of heat on you. Uh, he made his debut album in 2018 called If I Know Me. And that's where he really doubled down on country. And this is where... Country. Country. Which, of course, country. you know, country is... You know, this, I ne- talk about things that are annoying. I never understood how country... All music is country music because it comes from a country. It's about people who live in a country. Like this is a misnomer. I, and this, this it, is, it is an odd name. It is an, an odd name, name when you step back and think about it. Yeah. I, well, it's, but look at like stuff like soul music. Like what the fuck does that mean? Who soul. Has, who has like, a soul? Yeah. yeah. Who has a soul? Yeah. It's. I mean, these words are whatever. They're they're randomly applied. Just don't, yeah. So so 2018. This is where he starts hitting the big time, as it were. Um, and I love the t- the title of these songs. I mean, this is like torn up pieces of paper in a hat. 
So you got up down <laughs> whiskey glasses chasing you. I mean, it's all the it's all uh, the standard yeah, stuff. It's you know? Very very country. So very he country. hit number one on Billboard uh, in 2018. The guy was off to the races. Second album, uh, 2021 called Dangerous. Number number one album. Let's be clear. Okay, that's relevant album. here. Yeah. Number one album. Yeah. So double double album, uh, Dangerous, 2021. Um, yes, and then a, a note for note remake of Michael Jackson's album Dangerous. Yeah, with a twang and a pedal steel guitar. Yeah, and all not, those things. No, it's not. It's nothing to do with Michael. If Jackson. Conway Twitty remade, that's what it would sound like. Was it? <laughs> It was a real thought experiment. Uh, it was Conway Twitty's Thriller. The Oak Ridge Boys version of Thriller. <laughs> was it? Who, who did, who, uh, did Jackie Blue? Uh, the the oh, remember that song Jackie Blue? It's like the something I valley. No idea what you're talking. Oh uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a banger. Ja- no, see, uh, wait, I'm looking this up. I'm too curious. Jackie Blue is Jackie the name Blue. of the song. Yeah, it's called Ozark the- Mountain Daredevils. Yeah, love it. Oh, there you go. love it. Yeah. Anyway, that is a great band. It's a great fun. And the song is the song is a banger too. Real. I real. don't know this song. Oh, it came a, out the came out the year we were born. I will I think listen to it. After you've heard it. It's a real real AM radio. I'm sure show. I have. That's great. Well, that's the thing. I I finally listened to these Morgan Wallen songs. I've heard half of these songs. Before, I didn't. So. I've never done any of these. Really? You don't hear them when you're like walking around CVS or no, something? They don't have CVS here in Holland, by the way. I guess we'll they get don't. back okay. to that. You don't have drugstores. Yeah. So on February 21, uh, D- Dangerous became the only country album in the 64 year history of Billboard to spend its first seven weeks at number one. Uh, it spent a total of and 10 weeks. And it's a double album. It's a double it album. It had like 10,000 songs. songs. Yeah. And yeah. this was the first album to do such a thing since Whitney Houston. Uh, you all remember Whitney Houston from uh, such. First. First. First album of any kind to do that, really? Since 1987, yeah. Oh, All right, now here's where I punch back into it. Bill Scurry becomes interested. So Morgan Wallen was was arrested for disorderly conduct after being... Yes. I love this. Yeah, talk, <laughs> yeah, no, talk, what the detail. Talk about a refrigerator magnet. After being ejected from Kid <laughs> Rock's Steakhouse in Nashville. I love it. You know, It's awesome. It's Clue. It's like a redneck version of Kid Clue. Kid Rock's Steak... Can you imagine Kid Rock's... Like, it's, I love I it. I would with, never eat there, but I just I want to kind of look at the... Me- I'm going to try to find the menu. I'm sorry. I know I sound like a total snob. Uh, I'm sure this isn't what anybody wouldn't have... Kid Rock's an asshole. Kid yeah. Rock's a shithead. But I like Steakhouse. Like a snob. You know, look, if he's got a good... I like steakhouses too. I can get in yeah. there. Yeah. So, so would you eat there? Seriously, serious question. You're in Nashville. You're you're feeling you want steak. You're in Tennessee. It's the place. Would you go to Kid Rock Steakhouse? If I got done, I think in Nashville the local delicacy is called hot chicken. Um, if I yes. if if I did that first, yeah, I eat at Guy's Bar Amer- Guy Guy Fieri's Bar American in Times Square. The thing that was like the worst restaurant review in the history of New York Times. We went there on purpose to eat the food. Uh, I think this right. was in like 2014 or 2013. But my point is if if you're in Nashville yeah. and you know you want a steakhouse, let's say you're with a friend and they like, let's get steak. Would you, out of principle, not go to Kid Rock Steakhouse? Would you be more likely to go there because it's Kid Rock? Um, I'd curiosity. I might. Well, yeah, you know what? Because it's like, well, fuck Ruth and Chris and Ruth's Chris and whatever. I'm sure they have good steaks. But yeah, I might give um, just out of morbid curiosity to see what does a okay. name, something with... with uh, what is it? Uh, Bob Richie's name on it. it has to live yeah. up to his exacting standards. You know oh, what I mean? God, he sucks. Do you know Richie was also the last name of Sid Vicious? I did not know that. So anyway, back to the story. Um, after that, back to Morgan Wallen. This is in May 2020. Uh, he was he was suspended from a Saturday Night Live performance upcoming. This yes, is, this is yes. where I think most people heard him that October. This is, I believe, this is where I first heard of him. Too. Yeah, yeah. So he was um, screwed around. Um, not adhering COVID protocols that NBC demands of its uh, host. So he was walking around without a mask on, coughing in people's faces, licking toilet seats, whatever the fuck you do. So anyway, <laughs> he got slam dunked from that. And the thing is, it's like, um, it didn't last very long because um, no. 
He he came back a little while later once he did a sort of penitent tour. Just but, a few weeks later, they had him as a guest, and he even acted. And I watched it. He acted in a sketch where he made fun of himself. Yes, I saw that, yeah. yeah. So in Feb twenty twenty one, this was something I don't think I for some reason I knew the the uh, NBC COVID thing. This I don't remember happening, but he was in a video that was captured saying the the racial epithet the word yes the, the big word. one the big one the, the king one. of racial epithets you so know what we're talking about the friends. incident it resulted in a temporary suspension from his record label removal of his music from several radio networks and uh he sort of did a contrition tour and he um was telling his fans not to um he was trying to like throw water on the fire and say Look, yeah don't back me up on this and yeah I'm, i i actually his 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 Contrition was a bit of weak sauce, but that detail, the purposely saying, do not back me on this, do not you know, come to my aid. Supposedly, that, he made, he made a, big, a big donation to a, a, a black culture group of some sort. I, the name escapes me at the time. Um, and and, and it, what come, the word comes that comes out of my, word, my mouth next. Despite the controversy, Wallen's music experienced a surge in commercial yes. success following yep. the incident. Yeah, yep. because so, a way to stand up for your principles is... Going to Chick-fil-A and having a chicken sandwich. Yeah. So currently, he's the reigning heavyweight champion with his streaming blockbuster last night, which has spent something like 300 years uh, at the top of the streaming charts. Uh, and um, a, an article that me and Noah were reading concurrently, which we didn't realize until we were texting each other, in Slate by this guy named Chris Malanfi. He Great writer. He really... Possibly the best pop music writer working today. Chris Malanfi. Morgan uh, Moisha Walensky's success comes from triangulating existing country fans without courting necessarily new people into the fold. Which, of course, would make complete sense uh, given our divided pop landscape as well as the right-wing culture war of which country music is no small part. Well, he also says last night is apparently the first... What is this? Solo male country number one on the general charts... Since 1981, is that was that the deal? Something like that. I mean, that. it's number one, and it's it's a big thing. Since he was talking about Eddie Rabbit, and I love a rainy night, an earworm song from 1981. Give me more earworms, kids. Go look up these these, yeah. these songs on YouTube. The Ozark, I remember Ozark, I love Ozark, a rainy Ozark night Brown, being Daredevils and Eddie Rabbit. Take a look. Yeah, Eddie Rabbit. Rabbit. His real name was Eduardo Rabatowitz. Yeah, that's something like that. <laughs> Wait, what's what's a rabbit in Spanish? Eduardo Conejo, Conejo, right? Conejo. I don't yeah, know. I think yeah, so. Eduardo Conejo, yeah. So, yeah, uh, Noah, I, I'm really, I know you You listened for hours, you signed up for Spotify, yeah. you bought all his albums. I, I, I gave, I listened to many uh, Morgan Wallen you songs, went, some you of them went to the, multiple times. The Morgan Wallen Rock and Roll Camp Experience in Knoxville? Yes, I did. Morgan <laughs> Wallen School of Rock. I signed my kids up for a Morgan Wallen cover band. I saw a Morgan Wallen tribute band, uh, Seven Summers, they are called. They played here in San Francisco. No, I'm kidding. All right, so these songs, you know, I'm not a big, I like some old country. I like Johnny Cash. You know, I know that sounds, I only like country back when it was dangerous, but like that's really the only stuff, and, and not even that much. I mean, Johnny Cash is probably the one country musician I could honestly say I'm a real fan of, and you know, whatever, the guy's been dead a while. So modern country, you know, I'm in the pylon that a lot of coastal elites are. It's just, you know, talking about your pickup truck, and it's, these guys are all phonies. Look, I don't want to get too hard on this guy. He's fine. These songs in isolation are nice, some of them. Uh, last night, I actually really, I would say I really enjoyed last night. Uh, as a really great melodic hook. 
And at first I was like, oh, this song doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't have a bridge. It's just verse after verse after verse. But it does this thing that some songs do. I'm sure someone like Chris Melanfi would would say this more cogently. But it kind of builds. The whole song is a slow build. Uh, one song that comes to mind, there's a lot of songs like that. One song that comes to mind that I love that does that is um, Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel. These songs that like take their whole time to kind of keep building very slowly. And I think that's a good technique. Uh, all of his songs are really well produced, really well produced, great instrumentation, great production. I mean, look, Last Night also hinges on something he does in a lot of his songs, which is a double entendre. You know, last night we were drinking, but I don't, you know, I don't, we broke up, but I think this isn't our last night, if you know what I mean. So it's not much of a double entendre, but it works for a lightweight pop song. And yes, more to the point, I don't get sick of it. I think an apt comparison is to that song, I Love a Rainy Night, which, man, that's an earworm. Like, I remember that, hearing that from my childhood. Uh, You know, I listen to a bunch of his other songs, mostly of the new songs from the new album, One Thing at a Time. Doesn't really sound like country other than, you know, his heavy southern accent. It sounds like a Maroon 5 song. Again, well-produced. But after a while, these songs get very tiring and very samey. And, you know, the new album has 36 tracks. I'm sure that's wholly necessary. Well, but, you know, Malamfi makes the argument he is very, or whoever is his Svengali, is very savvy about this. Because what happens is the country charts, all the charts, incorporate, you know, number of streams into the chart placings. So if you're a big star, you have a new album out, you have 36 tracks, people are going to listen to all 36. You're going to game the system and get more, you know, more streams than other people because people are streaming all 36 songs, right? Your fans are streaming them more than once. So, look, you had to produce the 36 songs and they all sound like professional this songs. Is, this so is that's not just sorcery, man. This is game theory. It's crazy. As yeah, and, about. you know, good for him. They did it and again. These are perfectly pleasant songs. Uh, but, you know, for me... It gets quick. It gets old very quick. I don't think he's a very good vocalist. I mean, apparently the country accent is honest, but there are songs where he really pushes it over the top, and that feels a little phony. Uh, he, he's very flat. His delivery is pretty. He's got a nice voice, but it's flat delivery, not as much emotion as I think he needs. And he keeps doing those double entendres. He has a song called Wasted on You, which, you know, I all those years wasted on you, but now I'm drinking. I got wasted on you. Ha, 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 ha. He's a real noble coward there, isn't he? Yeah, the Noel Coward of country music. Uh, he also does a thing, maybe I'm coining this term. Uh, I'm calling it value signaling. Now, people talk about virtue signaling. It's a, it's a term thrown at the left by the right that we're just performatively, you know, saying our allyship with people or saying our good values. And there's, there's truth to that. A lot of people on the left do that. But as with all things in the modern American right, accusations are confessions. And what I think Morgan Wallen does in his music is I wouldn't call it virtue signaling because they're not really virtues. I wouldn't call it vice signaling because most of these things are fine. I call it value signaling. It's stuffing the lyrics of your songs with references that say, I'm a real country guy. I'm a real country guy. I mean, old hip-hop old hip hop did a lot of this too. I'm a real, I'm from the streets. I'm dangerous. I'm mean. I'm scary, you know? And just that phoniness really wears on me. Um, there's a song, Ain't That Some from the new album, is the biggest example of value signaling. He mentions bourbon. He mentions fishing. Uh, there's a, there's a, here's the lyric that I wrote down. My true north is due south with a blue Coors going down, just like that setting sun on my old Z71, which is a car. I know it's cliche to sing Chevrolets, cold beers, and Fridays, but that's just the way it is out here. And every song is full of this shit. 
He's got a song called Born With A Beer In My Hand. What do you expect from a redneck is a line. It's just constantly saying I'm a real country guy. So that's a criticism. Um, and then I went back and listened to some of his earlier stuff. He had a big hit with Whiskey Glasses. I've actually heard that song. Again, Double Enchandra, drinking whiskey out of glasses, but I look at the world through whiskey glasses. And the way I talk, oh my God, is nothing but value signal. <laughs> Right? He did. This yeah. is just the way I talk. So those songs show that he had this formula earlier on, but um, I think he's, you know, honed it some, perfected it, as it were. It's just more of the same. And again, it's fine. The dumb double entendres, the value signaling. He does a little mild rapping thing, you know, that uh, I think Melanthe says in a song it would be rapping if, if it would be called rapping if uh, Post Malone did it. Um, so there's some growth, but not a lot. Uh, he is firmly in a world that is not a world for me. And to be honest, it's a world I've become uncomfortable with, which is a shame. I mean, I have no problem with drinking Coors and going fishing and bourbon, but unfortunately in our society, I feel like those things have started indicating things that I find are antithetical to all the good things I believe in. I'm sorry to the many good people who like fishing and bourbon and Coors. I just think pushing it out there is... You're trying to tell me something. So, whatever. He's fine, but I don't like this very you know, much. You, you referenced um, his song called That's Just The Way I Talk. He actually, you're talking about like strangling the lyrics, strangling the, the vocal performance. You know, the way he phrases it. That's just the way I talk. Yeah. It's such... Yeah, it's he's such, definitely... Some of these songs, he's definitely playing it up. He's doing... Definitely he's putting a wah-wah pedal on his vocals. You know, like he really is <laughs> phrasing it. In, in You know, there's... Like anything I'm going to say about country music, I, I I don't like country music, but that's that's not country music. That's me, and that's that's a that's a taste thing. There's plenty of good country music, you know. And we when we talked about that idiot kid a couple of years ago, that redheaded doofus, the howdy doody looking kid from Oh Scotty McCreary. Scotty yeah, McCreary. Yeah. We talked about him, and it's like, well, you know, this is in many ways. That, I mean, that was a run up textually for a lot of the stuff that's going to come up here. Even though Scotty McCreary wasn't nearly the phenomenon Morgan Wallen is, but. You know, what Morgan Wallen does with country music is in no way, shape, or form unexceptional. You know, he is strictly adhering to an orthodoxy that is... To you said, wait, wait, wait. You said no way, shape, or form unexceptional. So you're saying it is exceptional. Uh, no, it's it's not... It's no so you're saying form. you mean it no way, shape, or form is it exceptional. Okay, yes, yeah, sorry. Okay. So okay. yes, the thing Gotta is... Gotta be careful, man. He's got this, you know, like this precision to within an angstrom of every single detail he brings up is all like you said is packing it packing a bingo card with every single thing you could possibly hit to make sure i I looked up the name of names of his producers i didn't recognize any of them but those guys must be the cream of the crop in nashville and that's he's he's got a team of songwriters the producers it's like he worked with diplo some of his songs are quasi trap beat yeah the thing is it's like he's become really catholic with a small c in terms of the influences he put in there uh, you know, one of the things I kept reading in, in these pieces about him is that they keep talking about there's some like a post-Drake effect. And since I'm, I don't really go deep on Drake in terms of as an influence, to me, I think I, I, I think of one sound when I think of Drake because I'm just not comprehensive with him. But apparently this guy, Morgan Wallen, is in country almost like trying to imitate a Drake effect a little bit. I don't know if that's like the lake effect. I don't know what that means. But it's like he, he keeps saying like he produces a different type of sound. And to me, it sounds exactly like anything that I guarantee if you get a rental car right now in Atlanta 
or if you drive out to Tupelo or any place like that, somewhere in South Carolina and Charleston, you turn the radio on and this is what's going to come out of the car speakers. Like you said, this is what's going to be in the Piggly Wiggly. This is what's in Publix in northern Florida, right? This music is coming out of everywhere. It doesn't sound any different than anything else that's ever come out. Honestly, I think... Yeah. It, it, well, it, well, anything else that's come out from the country world in the past 20 years. It's like so it's, guarded. It's so guarded and it's so self-conscious of like all the things you're saying. I, I like that you coined the phrase value uh, signaling because it's, it's absolutely true. You know... If you stripped away all the cliche from this guy's songs, and it's like, I, you know, 29-year-old artists are entitled to be cliche. People have done great, great work in well, the pop Well, but pop music cliche. in some ways is supposed to be cliche. That's what I'm saying. Yes, it's taking simple that's, things. That's what I'm saying. And, and yeah, it's, Michael, this is why I, I don't think there's anything fundamentally wrong with his Michael music. Michael Jackson's so music good. was loaded from end to end with cliche, but there was an artistry that made the stuff right. incredible. And you, you know? believed it, and it had passion behind it. I mean... I don't ask pop singers to have brand new ideas. I ask them to just make me believe the old ideas, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, I ask them for new ideas if, if it's possible. No. I don't think you're going to get I, that. I, I don't really call those, you know, mainstream pop. I, I think mainstream pop needs to be very simple. And I, easy, I don't know who's doing the good work in country or why it doesn't creep out. Into, I mean, it's not going to get to us if Morgan Wallen is the sort of act. I mean, again, he's he's a battleship. The guy... Is, is a, you know, he's an armada sailing out of Spain, right? Going to take over the new world. It's not just a battleship. There's nothing of his size. He's a, he's an insua generis phenomenon right now. So whatever this is, is going to stay the way this is for a while until it doesn't earn out anymore. But I mean, what Nashville has done since the inception of Nashville, since the oceans receded, the Ice Age left deposits of Earth creating Nashville, it has been to make these, these albums, you know, yeah. with or without art, you know, we you know whether it's George Jones, guys who are continually, you know, hitting their wives, crashing their cars, getting cirrhosis, or if it's guys like Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard, you know, who were diff a different kind of post-60s, post-Hank Williams kind of country. You know, like, I, I'm sure it exists, but who the hell knows where it is and we're not going to hear it unless we go digging around for it. Some people like to make a little fun of the way I talk. So why is he the king now? Why did he come out on top? Why are people so into him? Well, you got uh, like a sort of clockwork bunch of gears that are all twisting and, and, and grinding into each other the way they're built with this, um, you know, fine Swiss precision and this quartz accuracy. His sound is called... He's huge in Switzerland. He's a yeah, god they in love Switzerland. Him in, in, in Zurich and Bern. Yeah, there's no one bigger yeah, right now. They love him. Other than yeah, the, in the, Basel, the, he's... The two, he's guys, got, from, the two uh, guys from Yellow are the only two that are bigger right now in Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> are they? I mean, the I guys... They, wait, who else is in Switzerland? I think they were... were this, was Yellow Swiss or were they like Austrian or maybe Luxembourgish? I, I forget. Yellow was... I actually thought they were Dutch. They're not Dutch. No, I think they... By the way, those who don't know who Yellow are, the, it was a duo, Yellow without the W in the end... And their did, famous oh, song yeah. was Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You bomb bomb. Anyway. In that's, every that's movie a, that's of a the total, yeah. Swiss, you were right there, Swiss. Swiss. Okay. So um, yeah, you know, the, it's like state of the art beats and riffs, and I, you know, we talk about country music with beats now. That's honestly what we're dealing with. Yeah, is, well, this is the future. Telling you, African Americans are the primary drivers of American as, culture. As have been, yeah. I mean, go back to early country. Sure, it dragged it drew a lot from like you know the the music of you know guys in the white guys in the Appalachians and all that, but that stuff filtered down. Go far enough back, filtered down from like 
slave chants. It was, it was I mean, black back, black folk music. Yeah, black people and Jews. Without us, your culture would be very boring. Your culture. So uh, the teams yeah. of all-star songwriters, which again, as I mentioned before, it's the Nashville tradition. Nashville is a music business built up. Nashville was Los Angeles before there was a Los Angeles in terms of making music in that sense. Um, the post-Drake, post-trap influences give it a patina of fresh, even though it's not, that doesn't stand out to me. But I mean, that is, well, you know, like if you are 29, if you're his cohort, you're going to want to hear that stuff. So it sounds like it's modern and in step with a slick sound. And of course, it recapitulates all the standard cliches of country music, which I, you know, I, I can't believe that that not just is still happening, but it's almost sine qua non. It has to happen. Like that's still the admission, you know, it's like getting a tattoo and it's like, okay, great. It's the same fucking Chinese character everybody gets when they're in right. college. But, but millions of people in this country have retreated into a bubble, a safe space. You know, I mean, again, I'll say it for a lot of people in this country, there's a lot of accusations that come from them. And those accusations are mainly confessions. They retreat into a safe space. And the safe space is, you know, some of the, a lot of that is the value signaling of things, these cliches. Yeah. Well, my and then let's, let's not forget, I don't think that this is any small part of it is that, you know, when he got busted for saying the word, uh, I, do, I can't tell you. I, I did not go back and look at Twitter because I just didn't have the stomach for it to see. To, like, you couldn't pay me to do that. No, to see it's like, well, what were the who were the people defending him, and then who were the people doubling down on this stuff? And it's like, I'm sure they were out there, but it's like his. It's no coincidence that his music experienced a blast of right. country pride, even though he again owned up pride. to it. He was trying pride. to. Yeah, he was trying. He was, I'm proud. This drunk guy yelled a disgusting word at a white guy. I mean. The fact is, he didn't, you know, he wasn't attacking an African-American. He was just being a fucking drunken jackass. So he, and the he fact becomes, that this yeah, is... He becomes a non-ironic anti-PC avatar, oh whether or not God. he wants to be. But guess what? Now, with the man of success, I'm sure that even though, again, he has not said he is going to reach for that crown when the Holy Roman Emperor comes over to put it on his head. He's not not <laughs> saying he's going to reach for the crown. I'm right. Just, I'm saying that there's a lot of intersectional things that create... And again, what you said about streaming up front, I think, is also probably the active ingredient. And you don't need to recapitulate yeah. that. But I think that has a lot to do with why it's popular. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, you hit on uh, a few things. The gaming of the system. I mean, things I don't understand. I understand that streaming thing, but it was more than that. The quality of the music. And I will say quality. It's very well done. It, it pushes buttons at millions of people. I mean, I'll say it again. Like, I like some of these songs. I'm not going to buy them or put them on one of my mixtapes, but... If I hear last night at a CVS, you know, I will keep my ears open, right? Uh, he's become a cause celeb for a lot of people, whatever. And um, uh, this Melanfi article is really great. He really, he, he, he really argues that, uh, I think a lot of successful country people do this, but Wallen does this very effectively. He blurs genres without ignoring the bass, you know? He, he inserts those African-American and, ins well, not really so much rock, but those those hip hop and related genre elements without ignoring the bass while still doing the value signaling. I'm going to quote Melanthi's article here. Uh, this is the very end of it, actually, but it really sums it up. He is making sonic feints in pop fans' direction while carefully avoiding offending the post-Trump, never apologize sensibilities of his hardcore. He's not a uniter; he's a triangulator. And when you zoom out, his seemingly crowded tent still looks awfully small. So I think Melanthi's making a point that, I mean, in some way, God, I, I hate the comparison, but in some ways he's a little like Trump. It's not about 
appealing to everyone. It's about really, really appealing to enough people to he conquer whatever, whatever field silo. he wants to conquer. Right. He owns that silo. And, you know, I mean, look, they, they, they feel they get a lot from him. And, and it's a lot less toxic than the person I just compared him to. Got here just in time, went ahead and with a line Before I went and lost my mind and I ain't been here long But the bobbers in the pond going up, down, up, down, up, down Noah, tell me, would you have liked Morchavala uh, when you were a kid? Morchavalen? Morchavalen. That's the Dutch again, okay. the Dutch pronunciation. Dutch pronunciation, okay. Uh, no, I mean, this is one of the ones where I'm like, I don't like it now, I'd like it less then. Um, because I had less of an open mind, and I was more scorning of things that I thought were toxic, and I probably think he was a toxic, terrible person. I, I, I'm not going to judge, you know, his, his COVID stupidity, his, his N-word stupidity. I mean, these are all pretty bad things to do, but... In the scheme of things, whatever. I, I am, there are more important villains for me to get worked up about. And again, I don't think he's got superstar talent, but he's fine. And the people working with him get the job done. Uh, I think a lot of those nuances I would not appreciate as a young man, and I never liked country music. So I'd probably be more, I'd probably be openly scornful of him and the whole country genre in a way I don't feel now. Yeah. So I'd like him even less. No, it's interesting. I mean, it's, it, it is kind of a blind spot to talk about something like this because we both have this, I mean, you can say it's an antipathy. At least it's an ignorance. I don't know what you'd call it. It's, it's you know, I, I can't tell if this music is as good as critics claim just on account of not being able to listen to country music <laughs> objectively. No, I, seriously, to hear the musical experience on its own, you know. And I, I, you can't listen to a song like last night and go, wow, this is no, a well-made song. No, I can't. Is it, here's the reason why. It's like I, I, I just I, I see real craft in that song. I'm sure you're right. Doesn't hit me where it counts, yeah. but man, is it well-made. In that respect, look, it's like there's two. Folk music and doo-wop music are two other kinds. Like, I just can't. I'm like, you don't like doo-wop? Like, I, I, every time I hear it, I'm like, are you guys, oh, are you guys serious? So fun. With, are you guys serious with this? Like, this is really what you, you this is, like, sure somebody they listens are. to this? This wasn't just like. Ah, get out. You have no heart, man. Anyway. It's a sound. I mean, doo-wop is, doo-wop is a small genre to me, but it's Still, it's, it's so it's honest just, and fun. It's ah, execrable to me. Look, it causes distress to my inner cochlea and the brain lobe, which must decipher the neural <laughs> impulses into readable information. Right. But look, if I, there, it, yeah, if there isn't an armadillo tank on the cover of the album, Bill wants no part of you. That's, of course, Morgan Wallen's next album, Targus, yes. coming out soon. Tar Targus, Targus, the double Targus, album. Targus, Targus. Uh, I, I, I kind of have a, you know, um, the guy I, I dropped his name earlier, Garth Brooks was the that was the this of our youth. I say youth that was early nineties. Um, and Garth Brooks, you know, Garth Brooks was all over the place before he kind of vanished. He doesn't have a sort of elder statesman role in country. I don't know really what happened other than the fact. Does he really? Yeah. What does he do? He, he's probably like he he owns like seven islands stacked atop one another. I'm sh yeah. I have no sure idea. He's a zillionaire. He yeah. lives in a dirigible just circling the planet with a. I, you know, I have no <laughs> idea honestly. But it, it, that was like the size of his phenomena was so huge. It was a massive bulwark that I just couldn't understand and I, I had no connection to. Uh, then. You know, and then the guy now, the difference is that I can be more general and generous with my music taste, but country just is still a deal breaker. I just can't do it. So, I no, I wouldn't have liked it. This is not as a kid, not now, but just, you know, I'd sort of, um, I'm on my back and I get a three count. I'm out of this one. And if I'm ever gonna move on, I'm gonna need some whiskey glasses. Is the dominance of Morgan Wallen, the fact that country music is back on the general pop music charts, the fact that this 
this guy is everywhere. He is a he is Melanthe called him an unlikely sex symbol, which I, I don't see what's unlikely about it. He's a good looking dude. He, he's got the swagger. You know, you didn't mention the value by signaling. The way, I think is is a lot meant to you know turn on the country. He ironically, gals, you know? cut his hair into a mullet. You remember that part of the detail? That really? was a very strange. Thing. Ironically, cut his hair into a mullet. Well, that's not. It's like Jesus. he he was. That was a little bit of like putting on a wig. You know, that was definitely. Wait, but is it ironic or is it more value signaling? Right? Um, it's not ironic if he's doing it to appeal to people. It, it would be ironic is like, look at this wacky mullet. Aren't I a clown? You know? I think that was at the beginning what it was, and then it became, then he owned it. I have to assume he did it more or less like, I'm the mulleted guy, and now it's like, well, actually, I don't even know if he's got the mullet anymore. That could have just been like something anyway, to set him whatever. apart at the beginning. Yeah. I don't see him as an unlikely sex symbol. He's He's got a guitar, he's on stage, and he's not a bad looking guy. That, since time it's immemorial, it's sex symbol, yes. It's gotten a lot, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of hands in your pants. Look, I don't think country music streaming to high-flying levels is a sign of doom because, I mean, as, as much as we can understand, country music has been walking around in a tight little circle as if its shoelaces were tied together snugly for at least 25 years, <laughs> if not longer. Actually, yeah, sounds about right. probably since the 80s. I don't know when the fucking country factory started shipping out the same, you know, uniformly made brick product, um, like a soylent, soylent country. But... Um, <laughs> No, but it's like, you know, I think that's what is um, underlining all of this is that cultural orthodoxy inside country music is stifling and and rigidly unchanging, has been for a while, but it is in no way, shape or form a fresh hell as as they go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's pop music. And I've said this in a lot of topics we've talked about, like, even if it's not your thing, it's harmless. Right. And I... I think this is better than harmless. It's perfectly serviceable pop music. There's talent. There's craft behind it. It's fine. You want to listen to stuff? Enjoy. Have a good time. As for the, you know, possible owning of the libs element, you know, he's only... And Malamphy said this. Oh, it can't be that he's only popular because people want to fight back against, you know, the left. You don't listen to it as much as people have listened to him just to prove a point. And he's not... He's He's definitely not owning the libs himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's not out there yelling and screaming... You know, let's go, Brandon. So there are so many worse People examples. People concepts of, are, but he's not. Right. There's so many. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I'm not saying I approve. I'm just saying so many worse examples of owning the libs. More dangerous examples of taking us all down. You know, rolling coal or whatever that shit is. The things that are actively harmful to all of us. A song that talks, you know, too much about you know fishing and and shooting and and hanging out at the bar and. You know, and and make you know making out in the back of a shitty truck, you know that's 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 not gonna that's not gonna be the real problem on our hands. Uh, in fact, um, you know, I told you I keep thinking of that Eddie Rabbit song, "I Love a Rainy Night," and I think the comparison is good. You know, I think there's a lot of broad appeal of this song, and you know, maybe the world is better because last night and a few of the. I mean, I keep saying last night because that was my favorite. Um, you know, one thing at a time is all right too. A lot of these songs are all right. Up, down, so, up, down, up, down, you know. Yeah, it's just, so maybe, I'm not going to say it's the opposite of the apocalypse, but I think this this strikes, this is a very, very extremely small aspect of the doom that awaits us all. Why you gotta be so heartless? I know you think it's harmless. You're tearing me apart, and girl, the hardest part is you're so high on attention. Noah, let's go into the uh, home stretch here. Mm-hmm. Talk about jealousy. Uh, how does yes. Morgan Wallen and his absolute his his license? <sighs> he's got he's got a um, a, a ticket to what is it? A, a invitation to the cookout. He's allowed to use the word. 
He um, he cuts his hair into a mullet. He rolls coal. Yes. I, I'm very glad no one's telling me to to you know wear a mullet. I mean, of course, I'm jealous of him. He gets, I mean, even though I don't like the, it's not my music. He gets to get on stage, play guitar, and women scream, and people throw money at him, and he's 29 years old. What is there not to be? What is there to not be jealous of? Yeah, I guess there's a flavor of it. No, I, mean, I, I agree with you in that. Uh, I, you know, look, like you said, maybe you you could consider his contrition. Um, you know, his contrition was a little weak sauce, as you said, to, to quote the cultural commentary no, of no, to Noah Tarno. But look, he, he owned up to the fuckery, and it seemed like he really did try to put a bunch of, uh, you know, a fire extinguisher and, on and that. What, and, what, and what he did, while bad, like, come on, look no, at I, celebrities and the bad things we do, they do. Yeah. Like, no, you're this right. Is, it's, it's, this is not one of the great crimes I mean, as, if, if, if I may say myself, it's like, yes, granted, the word doesn't trigger me as much as it would be somebody else. Yes, I, I would, and so much as right. I can plug into it, I get you on that one. Um, yeah. You know, the thing is, it's I like, mean, it's like, I don't know, I was reading something yesterday about Bill Cosby again, and it's still, it blows my mind. Bill Cosby, the most beloved celebrity of our childhood, didn't just piss someone off. Wasn't just an asshole. Wasn't just a crook. No, he was a like sex one of the most sordid, uh, short of cannibalism. I can't think of a more sordid <laughs> crime. Uh, I'm serious. Oh my god. My my jealousy of Morgan Wallen is muted and mitigated a little bit just because it's like he he. It, it's not just the fact that he gets to play the guitar. He is the beneficiary and the bullseye of a lot of culture war bullshit. They say the good bullseye of what people are like holding up on their side. And so, like, I think it's the I. My impression of this, takeaway from this podcast, that I think his star has been elevated far beyond what he could have imagined. Oh, yeah. In, in a normal world, his music would have been in a different rank altogether. It wouldn't be in the stratosphere we're talking about. So it's it's like uh, maybe it's a little bit of a Faustian bargain. It's like, well, the guy became one of the most famous people in the world at the moment. But it's like the way he got the way he got there was filled with a lot of incidents and happenstance and circumstances. John Wenton once sang. Um you know, and it's like you can't quite plot that course unless you're really cynical and we're playing the culture right. war games. But it's like, yeah. or, or or maybe he's just a dummy and he's just a puppet of really talented people. Like that's I listen. There is some I listen to ten minutes of an interview with him. He did there. not. Yeah, he did not sound like a deep guy to me. And look, maybe he's a nice guy some of the time, but you know, whatever. Like I don't see great artists from him. You compare him to Garth Brooks, and well, I never listened to Garth Brooks. I remember seeing him on SNL. And that guy had star power, you know? I got it. That guy had the thing that too many celebrities don't have. I'm not seeing it from... I saw Morgan Wallen on SNL. He didn't not have it. the same it. thing. So what about... How would you rank this on the XYZ topic of the Felonian scale? Where would you get this? So I started looking at the list of topics and, and recent music topics we looked at. Most recently, we looked at SZA. Uh, we looked at Beyonce's new album, The Linda Lindas. And, you know, it's been a while since we talked about a musician who I think sucks, you know? SZA and Beyonce aren't my thing, but wow, talent. I like the Linda Lindas. So I, I kind of went back a little, looked at some musicians, and here's the formula I came up with. Uh, Morgan Wallen is Glass Animals, kind of weak but perfectly competent, serviceable pop music, times Scotty McCreary, the country value signaling. So you get a big number there, minus Bruno Mars, someone I think is very talented but kind of tiresome. So that's what I came up with. Glass Animals times Scotty McCreary minus Bruno Mars. That takes you to uh, Moisha Shlomo Walensky. Walenowitz. <laughs> Walenowitz the Eighth. 
Well, this is music I can't listen to, and I can't actually engage the quality and the depth of its art. And you can't even put it on the scale. It doesn't no, register. No, I put it on the scale. You know what? And I, I don't usually like taking like for like. I, I, I prefer um, com- I comparing apples to baseball mitts um, just because it's more comfortable. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rank her. I rank him alongside Lucy Dacus. In terms of somebody who... Oh, she's way better. I, I guess so. I don't know. You tell... I don't know. You said four, five, eight, six. I, it doesn't okay. make any sense to me, but... Yeah. All right. Lucy, fine. All right. All right. I mean, anyway, that's... If that makes you happy. That I takes mean. us to the end here, everybody. Yes. If you want to find yes, past episodes, does. look on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get It, at gmail.com. Give us a review on the aggregators. I'm on Twitter. At William Scurry. Man, I tell you, if I can just speak about myself for a second, I'm clever. I, I say a yes. lot of funny stuff. I say, ter- yes. you know, terse, pithy things. It's bon, yes. bon mot and mot juste, Noah. Yes. Not to, you don't just get no, one no, or the other. You Bill, get both. You're one of the few people I actually enjoy following on social media as opposed to the obligation, I feel, with yeah, some people. The drudgery so. of it all. Yes. And yes. Uh, look on uh, YouTube.com slash AmCaesar for my, uh, my video work. And here's mm-hmm. Noah. He'll tell you all about what he does for a living. I do the big quiz thing, America's finest provider of corporate and private live trivia events nationwide, worldwide. Uh, Coming soon to Ireland. Maybe, maybe. We're, 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 we're closing in on a, our first booking in the Emerald Isle, so I'm hoping that happens. That'll be fun. And uh, we're starting to creep back to doing some stuff on social media. I keep hyping this project we have coming up. Hopefully it'll be up soon. Uh, anyway, but look, hire us for your event, uh, team building, private parties, fundraisers, you name it. We've been doing it for 20 years. The best trivia in the business. Bigquizthing.com. Uh, inquire today and learn more. And I personally, personally am on Instagram at the Noah Tarno because there's a kid in Canada just named Noah Tarno who took it. So I am the Noah Tarno. Fuck that kid. And you check, you know, he's, he's been eliminated, kid. by the way. He's gone. Yes. I took him off the board. Yes. Don't worry. He's been, he's been canceled like Morgan Wallen, which means he'll be back in two weeks. So until the next episode of this podcast, where me and Noah are sitting in the back of a folded-down pickup truck watching the sunset go down as we clink Coors Light beers with each other. We, we don't, don't get, get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2023.